Happy Thursday, everybody. Thanks for joining me. I do appreciate it. Um, this is the Rob Scott Podcast. This is my 81st uh, episode. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I can't believe it's been as long as it's been. And, um, you know, I'm just going to keep on going. I hope uh, that you get something out of what I'm, you know, talking about and current events and things that's going on in the world and in our country. I had to. I don't know if you've been listening to the news or the weather, but this last, <clears throat> like Tuesday and Wednesday, there was supposed to be this huge storm um, that's supposed to, you know, lay out like 12 to 18 inches of snow. Uh, Salt Lake, and then it was all the Salt Lake, and then it was supposed to move uh, more to the Midwest and, mo- and go up to like Massachusetts and stuff like, and cause all kinds of havoc and travel problems and air. Uh, flight delays and things like that. Well, we got hit with it last night. It started around, I don't know, um, midnight last night. It was raining and everything prior to that. But I woke up this morning. I was kind of hoping that we'd have the day off <laughs> because the the Price Canyon just, it gets, uh, it's just disastrous when you're driving in. A lot of trucks and my tractor trailers are always, uh, you know, traveling that route and um, it's a main route, actually. It's a very dangerous uh, uh, patch of road, stretch of road and everything. And, and um, so I was kind of hoping that it would like snow so hard that we'd, they would just call us and say, hey, don't come in, don't worry about it. But they didn't. So I got up this morning and um, like normal, got my car and uh, drove over to the, uh, to the hub. You know, and my truck was loaded and everything. I finished loading. And, um, but there were several of there. There was a whole fleet of, uh, of trucks that weren't going out because they were going in some really dangerous areas and really snowy areas. And so they uh, told their drivers they weren't going to go. And usually if they don't go, we don't go because we have about an hour and a half drive through Price Canyon, which is you go through up to the summit and it's just, it's just a disaster. Anyway, we kind of waited around a little bit and um, lo and behold, uh, you know, we're going to go. All right, so we're going to go. So we... Um, we get in our we get in our trucks and we start taking off and we get into Spanish Fork, which is kind of like prior to the mouth of the canyon, and it is just it's coming down in buckets, right? It's just it's just coming down really bad, and then uh, they have these lighted um, traffic signs that kind of like warning signs, you know, if there's accidents and things like that, <laughs> and we get there and. Uh, there's three other people behind me and they're in bigger trucks than I am and they're kind of like fishtailing and stuff and it's like not looking really good anyway um, and I and, and my windshield wiper started acting acting up on my driver's side and it was all kind of like thrashed up and loose and and everything so I wasn't real too happy about it uh, anyway but I um, I uh, we, I saw this <clears throat> this sign that says all vehicles need to uh, uh, chain up. Well, usually it's just tractor trailers, you know, four by fours and massive trucks that are chaining up to get through the canyon, and and you're just seeing these lines, <laughs> lines of tractor trailers who are pulled over, and the guys are out, uh, you know, putting their putting their chains on their on their wheels and things like that. And I, uh, I said, there's no way in this world that we're going to make it. So I, uh, I text my boss and uh, and uh, let him know what's going on, and he goes, uh, he says, well. Let me take a look, you know, because they have cameras all the UDOT has cameras all the way through the canyon at different points and everything. He says, he says, um, yeah, let's turn them, let's turn them around. <clears throat> so we uh, 
we got we turned around uh, just just in the just in the mouth of the canyon. We were able to get turned around pretty safely, and we came back with our loaded trucks and everything. Uh, one guy got through, but he he went really early. Um, but um, I got back about ten o'clock, and it's been a nice day to kind of have a nice day to relax and. Uh, and here I am on thir- uh, here I am uh, doing my podcast, and uh, I'm uh, I'm excited about that. I can get it done early and uh, get it out to you guys uh, uh, post haste. You know, um, this last week um, there was a there was a story that kind of uh, kind of hit home with me, and um, sorry about that. I'm getting the emails. Uh, here and that's that little noise you hear. <clears throat> anyway, there's a story that uh, kind of hit home with me, and um, I don't know if you read it or not. This is from uh, I think this is from NBC or CBS or something like that. Um, they're U.S. News. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but the song singer, uh, the songwriter and husband of uh, country singer uh, Kelly Pickler, had died at 49. And they got pictures of this guy. He looks really young. <laughs> of course, everybody looks young nowadays <laughs> to me. Um, but uh, the story is that this um, um, <clears throat> Kelly was looking. Kelly had woken up um, that day um, and was calling, you know, calling out to, to her husband Jacob, and she he wasn't responding. Uh, she walked around the house looking for him and. Uh, with her personal assistants, and they weren't able, you know, they went to the went to this one room where they weren't op- weren't able to open up the doors. So they called nine one one for assistance, and when the police got there, um, they they found um, that uh, her husband Kyle had uh, shot himself, uh, committed suicide. Um, They've been married since uh, two thousand eleven. And um, she, I don't know if you know who she is. She she was on the American Idol. She I think like the fifth or sixth season or something like that. And she she didn't finish in the top three, but um, she's um, you know been working in the country music industry and finally has um, um, a couple of songs out um, now that have been released and she's working on an album. But it was really a sad story. Uh, to hear this guy, he's 49 years old. He seems to, you know, had been working. Um, they just got done doing a, uh, a docu comedy series. Uh, I love Kelly Pickler in 2015, 2017, and he was he had been writing some music for some different uh, country music artists and things like that. And it, and it seems like he was like, you know, you would think that you're happy, and I'm sure. It, it does. The article doesn't go into a lot of detail about it, and um, I guess I'll wait and see what what happens, and um, and if they if if he left any kind of uh, note or text or anything like that as to why he was doing what he did. Um, but it's so sad, and, and and you know it really stirred a lot of emotions in me. And I haven't talked to a whole lot of people about this except for some really close friends and. And uh, and family, but um, um, and listen, I'm not a therapist, and I don't pretend to be a therapist. I just know what I've gone through in my life, and uh, as you, all of you know, um, you know, I went through a divorce about two and a half years ago. That took me by surprise. I just it just blew me away, and it really 
it really sent me spiraling into, um, you know, a lot of just a lot of questioning, a lot of depression and things like that for for a little while. Um, you know, these um, these demons that can get in our head and this really kind of evoked a lot of emotion in me just reading this story. Um, these demons that can get in your head to make you feel like you have no worth um, that you have no friends, that nobody cares about you, that life isn't worth living, is a real thing. And if you allow them to, if you allow them to uh, really, you know, take up residency in your head, um, well, look, the damage that can be done um, is irreversible. And I feel, I really do. I feel sorry for him, and I feel sorry for Kelly. And I don't even know who she is. I don't, I'm not a country music singer. And, um, but I just really feel sorry because here's a young here's a young man who is uh, apparently being having success in his career and he's happy happily, happily married I guess um, and he's got these 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 demons in his head um, that life would be better you know that life and people around him would be better without him in it and um, I um, when I was going through my divorce I I I was, I guess I was skimming on that depression, kind of like unbelief. Uh, my my marriage has fallen apart. My wife is looking at me, telling me she doesn't love me anymore. She doesn't want anything to do with me anymore. She wants to be single. She wants to go out and enjoy single life. And uh, she wasn't. She doesn't want anything to do with the church anymore. She doesn't believe in it. And it was just something that was very tragic to me. And. Um, I uh, luckily, luckily, um, I had number one my my, the, my people at church uh, and my family and my friends who noticed something that was wrong with me because I would post a few things on Facebook and um, one of the things I posted and I think I shared this when I first started my podcast. Um, you know that I uh, that I had been praying a long time, and I just wasn't getting any kind of answers or reasons why or or anything like that. And um, it was getting to be really frustrating um, for me. Uh, I wasn't getting any answers, and you know I've, I, I'm not a perfect guy. Um, I make my mistakes. I'm a sinner, just like everybody else is, and you know, and I have my weaknesses, but. All in all, I try to live a pretty decent life, and anybody that knows me, um, you know, would would say the same thing that he's a good man. Uh, I try to be a good father, and I, and I thought that I was being a good husband um, to my wife, and um, it turns out that she didn't want what I was offering. And we'd had a we'd been married for twelve years, known each other for thirteen or fourteen years. And she didn't want what I had to offer, and it just really hurt me. And when she, when she told me that she wasn't in love with me anymore, it just, it just, my heart just, I felt like my heart was coming out of my chest, and it was just like confusing. And then, of course, with you know, from there, it kind of everything kind of spirals, and you know, um, a lot of mental games and emotional games are played back and forth, and um, and I was just really in a really in a bad spot. Uh, for 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 a while, you know, I reached out to on Facebook. For, I don't know why, but I did. I had I have a very um, I don't have a lot of friends, and I, and I keep it that way. Um, I, I you know I uh, and then I I posted something that you know I've been 
going through this, uh, and you could uh, you could tell from the post that it was something serious. And um, I've been praying for God and, and for for direction and help, and I just wasn't getting anything, you know. And I was kind of complaining and, and bitching uh, about not getting a, an answer. And you know, my my reasoning was is that listen, I you know I try to be a good person. I am a good person. I try to do you know the things that I'm asked to do, um, you know, um, and I just wasn't getting an answer. And I go, why is it so damn hard uh, to get an answer to uh, prayers and you know just a little signal that God, you know, that you exist, that you're there. Um, I didn't need a you know I didn't need a, an angelic messenger coming down and sitting in my room and saying, hey Bob, pull your head out of your butt. But I you know just a little feeling, a, a still small voice, uh, a little burning in my heart that you know God was there. And I was getting nothing. It was just like I was all alone. I just felt like I was all alone. And that's what I kind of that's what I posted on my Facebook page. <clears throat> well, I. Um, I got some responses from from people in my church and and, and my friends. Uh, one of them, you know, was from college. He's all he's. I, we've stayed to, we've stayed close to each other for years and years after after we've graduated from school. Um, and they were reaching out to me and and kind of like reading my post and trying to figure out what was going on with me. And I hadn't told anybody what was really going on yet. Um, I was kind of holding it inside and holding all this all this. Fear and anger and and confusion and everything. It was just all this stuff was rushing around in my head and and uh, like wondering what was going on. And um, but I got some I got some really a couple of um, comments from f- from a couple of people that really um, kind of like opened my eyes. And th- these things aren't something new that I've that you know. Oh, Revelation or something like that. It wasn't something like that. Uh, they, they were they were kind of bringing me back uh, to ground level and said, "You know these principles, um, but I'm going to tell you again because you're forgetting them and you need to hear them again." And um, you, you've heard me talk about re- like reorienting yourself to God and reorienting yourself to the reality and the truth and stuff. Well, that's what they. I think that's what they were trying to do. And uh, one of them was a real good, uh, real good friend of mine. Um, who talks about? Who talked to me about uh, my family, all the people that love me, um, and that you know sometimes people do things uh, that we don't understand um, and we don't have any control over, but they do them, you know, and we have that happen all the time. And and I got a couple other comments from people that uh, that I that were in my church and who had moved away, and they were. They were privately messaging me saying, "Hey, I've noticed a few things uh, in her, you know, her Facebook posts that have really caused me concern, and and it seems to me like that's that is maybe what's going on with you, and you're having some difficulties in your marriage." Um, and they were very helpful um, comments and things like that. They just weren't all, oh, you know, hang in there, bro, and stuff like that. They were very detailed and very uh, helpful comments. And then I got one from a, uh, a gentleman of mine who I um, I served with in church. He was our stake president at the time, and um, he he his his comment to me uh, was very clear, and it wasn't very long, but um, he said that maybe the answers to your prayers are in the comments. Uh, you have some really really close friends, Bob. 
And maybe you ought to um, read those again, because I think maybe the answer to your prayers is coming through your friends. And um, so I did. I, I took his advice. I started reading those over again. And um, he was he was 100% on the right on the button. Um, and I started thinking about. Um, and I was like, I was I was in a dark place, man. I was I was just really depressed. Um, I I never thought in my life that I would be in the position that I was. I thought that uh, we were that we were put together for a purpose. We were brought together. She was a lot younger than I am, um, seventeen years, in fact. Uh, and I and I, I just never in my wildest dreams thought that she would be interested in me and my four children and 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 everything. It was a, a complete just. I, this beautiful woman uh, that she showed interest in me and showed interest in my children and wanted to be part of our family and then all of a sudden she doesn't and uh, and uh, you know 45, 46 years old maybe you know they're going through this middle age cry whatever I don't know what the you know I know what she told me and and I, I guess you have to accept that stuff but I just never in my wildest dreams ever thought that that would take place never entered my mind. Never thought it was an option. I thought both of us had the same kind of goals and aspirations and looked at our, our relationship as something like eternal that we're working with each other. But, you know, it turned out that her, her part of her uh, relationship with me had an expiration date on it and mine didn't, you know. So I don't know. But he, he, he gave me some really good counsel at the time. And so I started looking at that, and, and they were right. You know, my children, uh, my son was reaching out to me a lot, and my brother, uh, Todd, was reaching out to me a lot. And um, she, I don't know what's going on, but it sounds like something serious. So, And I finally, after a period of time, I started kind of like letting people know, uh, close friends of mine, very close friends of mine, letting them know what was going on. And... Um, that uh, Carrie didn't love me anymore, that she wanted a divorce and she wanted to be single and she wanted all this stuff, right? And um, it was so, so hard. And, and I can really relate to having these, these thoughts of, you know, your value, who you are, um, you know, why am I doing what I'm, what, why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, enters your mind. A lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of just, and you start thinking about this stuff. You know, it's not maybe for me. It wasn't like something that that was pesky and staying staying with me all the time. It was just during this time, and I, gosh, but I remember those those thoughts. I just I remember those thoughts. Like, you know, how am I going to go on here? I, I'm older now. I'm single. I'll be single, and like who like. Why is this happening to me? And, um, <clears throat> you know, my, my kids were all grown. They were having their old families of myself. You know, I didn't have children, which is, I'm really happy. And I'm really thrilled about that, that they were out of the house and they were, you know, had their own families and they're starting own families. But here's their dad and, and I'm going through this depression, this depressive uh, time and with a lot of questions that I just, I, I know that I would never answer and I had friends of mine who I went to school with who t- called me and they and one of them was just she was just wonderful um, just very she was very blunt with me and very straightforward with me which I really do appreciate 
you know, basically she said that you didn't do no, you didn't do anything wrong, Bob. Uh, and I've had she goes, I've had a lot of friends who have done the same thing. A lot of women who have done the same thing that they get to that forty to fifty age range and they just don't care. They just they want to be off on their own. They want to do it, and there's nothing you could shower her with diamonds and flowers and and just treat her like a, a queen that she is, you know that she is, and and it's not going to change anything. And and I've seen it over and over again with friends of mine and acquaintances of mine, and that's where she is right now. And there's nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. And she was right. And um, but what I remember is that these folks were just, they were all, they didn't let me, they didn't let me alone. Um, they um, stayed with me uh, the the whole time, and and they still do. They still. Um, text me from time to time to see how I'm doing. Really deep, good friends. And that's how you can really tell um, uh, your friends. That's how you can really tell that you have good friends. If, they are, if they're aware of you um, and um, are checking up on you, uh, good or bad, and these people stayed in contact with me, good or bad. And I, I just, it's, it, was, it was, to me, it was... It was um, it was life saving to me. I mean, literally, uh, spiritually saving, um, and it um, corrected a course um, that I that I could have gone down. I didn't, thank God, I didn't go down that course and I and that road, and I didn't really want to go down that road. Um, and it's not my makeup, uh, really. It's not my makeup. I uh, I love my I love my my life. I love who I am. Um, I love my children. I love my family, um, and I—I I, I really c- I couldn't really kind of do something like that. At least I don't think I could. Uh, deep inside, I just value um, things too much. Uh, but uh, that being said, <laughs> I remember those 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 thoughts. Like, well, you know, maybe um, you know, I'm. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to start my whole life over. I'm going to have to start my work over. My whole life, I'm going to be by myself. I got to go out and find a place to live. I'm going to move across country to go with my kids. Um, it was daunting and it was a, a hard time. And, um, you know, I moved in with my brother in Ohio for a little while where we grow up, grew up and, um, his, his formula, his, his answer to this was to work my butt off. And, um, so that's what we did. And for eight or nine months while I was trying to get my head back, <laughs> Uh, and my thinking back on straight, um, and they, you know, thankful that I have good friends that just were just blunt with me. They didn't try to sugarcoat things. They didn't try to make it like it's it, it's okay. It's okay. They they were pretty straightforward with me, and I really I really do appreciate it. And uh, their honesty and their integrity with me, and then my hard work. Um, um, I think it really made a difference. I mean, I know it made a difference to me. Um, they say that time heals all wounds. I, I don't really believe that. I think time just softens things up, and you go day by day. And it's not. I don't know if you're really healing or not, because I have a, a scar in my heart um, that I don't know that will ever heal. Um, I try to be forgiving. I'm trying to. Uh, be the person that um, is forgiving and things like that, but I just you know I don't know if I'll, I'll I don't know if that scar will ever go away or not. Um, 
I hope it does. I mean, I guess the the, the healing that the atonement can give you is is sure and it's it, it's complete. Um, and I'm still kind of like looking for that. It's getting easier every. Of course, it gets easier as time goes by. Um, but um, boy, I, I'm just I'm so happy that um, that I didn't let those those thoughts and those demons into my life as much as they could have. And, and reading the story about Kyle just really just drummed up all kinds of emotions uh, in me for some reason. I don't know. I mean, my situation isn't nearly the same, but, and I don't like the story doesn't say why he did what he did. And hopefully there'll some kind of, some kind of closure with Kelly will come as a result of them investigating his death. But um, there's a, just to close up here, I, this is going to be a little quick, thing here just to close up i mean if you're suffering from any kind of if you're suffering from you know some kind of depression and you're dealing with things that are you know everybody has different um aspects in their life things that are going on in their life and uh, you know and we're starting to see this more and more in in people's lives where we're starting to see uh divorce divorce rates climb uh family family decline we're starting to see more and more people who are who are unhappy. I mean, statistics are showing, especially in our youth, that statistics are showing that the kids today are unhappy. They're they are uh, <clears throat> reporting that they are um, not satisfied with life. That they're that they are thinking about suicide. They and you know and and the cases of suicide are are growing daily as well. And it's just a, such a, a terrible thing. Um, and if you don't have a friend, if you don't have a parent, if you don't have a close relative or something like that, that you can talk to and reach out to, um, you know, you can, you can call the suicide uh, crisis lifeline. Um, that's 800-273-8255, uh, and talk to a professional, um, uh, you can text home to seven four one seven four one to get some help. But please do uh, know this: that um, you'll be you'll you'll be fine if you allow yourself to uh, open open up and 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 share your experiences with somebody else. It really helps to do that. And you need good friends, and you need good people who are going to be blunt with you. Um, I didn't really see any. Um, I didn't really go to any th- therapist or anything through this whole thing for the last two and a half years. Um, a couple people asked me, you know, maybe you should go see a therapist, and I, I was felt like I was making some good progress. And I, I thought to myself, you know, I just, I don't want to go to a therapist and just and just have them. Um, Affirm everything that I'm feeling because I I know 100% what I'm feeling. I don't need it. I don't need somebody to do that. Um, and I just didn't have a whole lot of confidence in the whole that whole process. And I know that there's probably good therapists out there, uh, but I just said, you know what, uh, this is a time for me to um, to 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 draw myself closer to my Father in Heaven and. Maybe I would have never had that opportunity if this didn't happen. And as a result, um, I still have those pangs, but they're softening up. 
and um, I'm trying to look at things differently than I than I did when I was going through that disaster. <laughs> it was really really difficult. I just you know if people really stopped and thought about what they were doing and how much they're hurting other people, um, I think. I, I hope and I, I, I think that maybe they would stop and, and really evaluate their decisions. Uh, and that's my hope. <laughs> that's my dream. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever take place because you, you just get people who are selfish. You get people who are vain. They're, they have egos and they don't want to be told what to do, what they can do. And that's both on the female side and the male side. Um, it seems to me like it's more happening on the female side where there are, you know, between the 40s and 50s, there seem to be some kind of, I've done, I've raised my children, I've done everything that I, you know, that I was quote unquote, you know, had responsibilities to. Now it's my time to, now it's time my time to go out and party and I can go out and do anything that I want. I can, you know, I can, uh, I have my job, I can survive on my own. I don't need anybody else to, uh, I don't need anybody. I don't need a man. I don't need anybody. And I'm going to do this because I want to do it. And, um, you know, there's statistics that, that show that that is happening more. It's like I think it's 70, 75% of uh, uh, divorces are, are initiated by women. Um, and there's a lot of people that are that are in hurting positions. And I, I you know, I, I'm not talking about people who are cheated on or people who are, who are being abused uh, emotionally or physically and things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just pure, just selfishness and, and self-centeredness. And we, we glorify that today. And I just, I just think it's wrong. Uh, we've lost the eternal aspect of our marriages and our relationships and our friendships and um, like I said, there we've we've we get married today, or we have these, or our relationships are are have expiration dates on them, and that's what we that's how we approach things, and it's it's um, it is hard uh, to go through this, and um, but I, again, I'm thankful for friends and family and church and principles and standards that I've been raised with all my life that have really instilled in me uh, like a, a foundation of value and worth. And I, you know, we get farther and farther away from that. And I just, I feel sorry for people that don't have it uh, because they are prone to these, these kinds of things that happen uh, just like with Kyle. And I know this is kind of simplistic and everything, and I'm not a therapist, but you know, from a personal standpoint, um, it's 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 a real thing out there. It's it's and, and um, God, I hope that uh, people uh, reach out and and uh, before they make decisions and and choices and actions that they can't replace and they can't change, that they actually go get some help and uh, from people who really love them and, and care about them. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into anything else today. I really, that's all I got today. I just, this, this story kind of just really got to me, uh, last week and I wanted to share it with you. Um, um, so, um, life is a, life is a, is a hard thing. It's not an easy, uh, project, uh, that we're, that we're here, but if you have a purpose in life, um, you know who you are and you have a purpose in life. 
um, and realize that you do need people around you. You do need uh, family, friends, um, husbands and wives and um, kids and things like that. Those are the those are the foundational principles and standards that have always made people in in the long term and in the majority. I'm not saying it's good for everybody, and not saying that everybody doesn't, uh, you know, maybe doesn't fit. I'm not saying that, but in the majority, that has always been the standard. Um, and um, that you know, I guess that's all I got to say. So, thanks for listening. Um, if you like what I had to say, uh, please let me know. Give me five stars on on uh, Spotify and Apple and whoever you listen to and. Uh, please, you know, if you got any comments, I'd love to hear them. Um, please drop me an uh, email at uh, rob at robscottpodcast.com. Um, if you want to share this, you can go to my website. All my podcasts and the episodes are there as well at uh, robscottpodcast.com. Again, thanks for living, listening. Um, you know, here in Utah, stay warm, stay dry, because there's a lot more snow coming. Uh, <laughs> if you're back east and you live up in the northeast, uh, stay warm and dry, because it's coming your way, and it's going to be a nasty one. So uh, take care. Thanks for listening. Woo!